And now, the Wadfam Chalkpod. Hello and welcome to the Wadfam Chalkpod. I'm Dylan Weaver. I'm Andrew Sabo. And uh, we are back this week uh, talking about episode 496, Exceptional Circumstances. Like Mitch still being alive. Yes, it's very exceptional. This is the uh, first episode in the X quadrilogy. What? The last four oh, episodes of uh, of the Novacom saga all start with EX. Was it exceptional circumstances? Something exactly uh, as planned. Exactly as planned. Exit Ex- is yeah. the final. Isn't it exit pre- bay or an exit part like exit just, A and exit B? Or? Nope, it's just exit. Oh, it's just exit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what. I can't remember what the other one is. Is there four? It, there's four. The oh. final four episodes of Novacom are all yeah, EX. It's exactly as planned. Exit exceptional circumstances and expect the worst. Expect the worst. Which exceptional circumstance? Expect the worst. Exactly yep. as planned. Exit. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, we're in the the X quadrilogy. It's like Plan B all over again. It really is. You doing okay there, Andrew? I've told you I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. Just roll the promo, please, just, dear just God. Just play in the promo. On the next Adventures in Odyssey, the circumstances are exceptional. Kidnapping, espionage, and people turning up where you wouldn't expect. But I can't tell you too much, because if I did, I'd have to, well, you know, give up my National Geographic membership. Just tune in for an exceptional half hour next time on Adventures in Odyssey. What? 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 <laughs> so what? he goes British accent this one, and it sounds spy-y, and then he says right. National Geographic. So I'm like, is he on a safari? Yeah. I'm obviously instead of like, saying he's not gonna kill you, he says he's gonna give up. He'd have to give up his subscription to National. Ge- Maybe there's a joke I'm not getting because I'm there, yeah, young. Was there, yeah, was there some but... topical bit where it was like <laughs> you can't be a murderer and be subscribed to National Geographic? Or maybe there was a local thing where National Geographic was pulling their magazines out of prisons or something. I don't know. But also calling out National Geographic is a weird thing, too. Bold move. Yeah. First Dairy Queen, now uh, now National Geographic. Yep. We're really focus on the families picking their battles, but they are standing by them. Yep. Um, yeah, so the episode starts with Mitch and Connie yep. talking with the weird... The, the, this is... So gobbled, garbled. It's such a mess. Yeah, it's, it's just a huge. mess. So here's the thing. So Connie's back in Odyssey. Yes, because I don't know for is, sure if she is in this scene. She is later. No, because she said she was thinking about. I was thinking about it the whole ride back. Oh, you're right. Okay. Because which yep. is weird. Because my note is she didn't message him right away when she found out he was alive. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, she went out to dinner and then hung out, hung out with Rachel for as long as she was there. Yeah. Drove back to Portsmouth. Flew back to Chicago. Drove to Odyssey. And then decided to do that. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. On. Not only that, she's doing it on the uh, computer at Witsend. Yes. Well, I mean, maybe she doesn't have a computer at her house. Does Connie live Probably. I thought she lived with her mom. I think she still lives with June. Don't you mean Mrs. Kendall? <laughs> this will Mrs. never get old. This is Mrs. Kendall for you, um, young man. Um, so, yeah. Visiting his grave one day, 
emailing him the next. However, this is for sure instant messenger. Yes. But... There's voice transmission. Okay, so we start out with Mitch is doing the Aram voice. So it's Bob yes. Luttrell yeah. doing his like Aram like yeah. talking voice. Um, and then Connie's like, yeah, how do I even know it's you? And he switches to Mitch's voice. Yeah. What? So when it's just Aram, you can be like, oh, okay, like it's at some sort of di- like it Digital sounds garbled. Yeah. Garbled. It doesn't sound like like I don't. I never thought It'd be Aram. Like if you had Siri read you something. Right. I never felt like Aram was Mitch masking his voice. I always assumed it there was, was just a voice to text. Thing. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It was a built-in voice to text. But then he is very much. Just uh, we talking. hear the transition between his voices. Yeah. But. Connie is typing out every answer. Yes. Her keys are clacking very loudly. Yes. But she's also saying it out loud, what she's writing, so that we as the audience can hear it. Yes. So why aren't they just on a call? I don't know. It's so weird. Yeah, I don't understand why they would do that. Mitch is... Is... Like, is Mitch... Mitch isn't calling, he's typing stuff out, and then a voice that sounds like his is reading it? I think he's. I think he must be talking while he's typing because I, I imagine he has to do the same thing that Connie's doing. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I could buy it as that, like, the classic, you know, film trope where, in if you're like reading a letter from yeah. someone, it reads in their voice. Yeah. If not for the fact that Connie has him decode his voice. Yes. Like this could have totally been them. On a, like we could have been cutting back and forth between him and wherever witness protection is, and Connie and Odyssey saying what they're typing. Yeah. Or they could just have a freaking call. Yeah. It's so weird. I don't understand. It's I don't understand. So you like weird. type it and you talk while you type it, but why would you type it if you're talking it? Yeah. And by that I mean speaking it. Right. That's words. <laughs> like ah, but but. I, Nonetheless, we, we get some yeah, cute Mitch. We have to get past it because... We gotta, we gotta move past because there's too much cute Mitch. Yeah, and I'm also excited to hear Mitch's voice, voice because the yeah. RM voice is not my favorite. No, no, it's not. It's Especially definitely... not for the conversations they're yeah, having. The, yeah, the, the intimacy that's, like, yeah. implied. Um, so this... basically, like, she's like, how do I know this you? And then he's... She's like, what, what was I wearing on your first date? And he's like, I don't remember. And then he's like... We got spaghetti. You yeah, dropped a meatball, meatball in your lap. Pretended I didn't notice. She's yeah. like, you can forget that part. Yeah. It's all very cute. And then cute. she says something like... And then she says in her breath, okay, don't melt, Connie. Don't melt. Which is so yeah. sweet. And then they something about like he... Like, what did you cook for me the first time that I had dinner at your house or something like that? It's like, I never like, cooked cook dinner, food. but if I did, it would be mac and cheese, as established. Like, yeah, it's that's so the good. He cook. Yeah, it's <laughs> he just, really good. He just has a house full of mac and cheese. Yeah. And, yeah. And then it's just like, oh, Mitch, it is you. Like, I'm so glad to hear from you. And then he's just unplugged, pretty much. Yeah. He's unplugged, and then we hear Borland yeah. talking to him about witness protection. Mm-hmm. So this is our... Because we didn't actually get that confirmation last episode. We yeah. just knew he's alive. Yeah. This is... It's Borland has They're put him about, yeah. into witness protection. Yeah, he's um, been... so we have that established. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, oh, the... and we also are. It's clarified that he was kidnapped. So he was kidnapped by right. the FBI. This wasn't. He wasn't a part of this whole setup. Yeah, like, 
they orchestrated everything kind of without his knowledge. Well, we were talking about like them, like what actually happened when, uh, like the audio was of him dying but not dying. Yeah, like we, you know, you can kind of now imagine it as a as a kidnapping. Um, Yeah, yeah, exactly. When that like when there's that break in at his place, that's the FBI kidnapping him. Um, the other thing that's just kind of, I don't know, that's that's then weird is that first meeting where Connie and Wit are first meeting with Borland. Yeah. Um, way back, and he starts accusing Mitch of working with, um, Charles yeah. and Stone. Yeah. Why? Well, he didn't know. At that <laughs> no, point, he did. did. He? This is after Mitch's dead that they're having that interview, and yeah. he kidnapped Mitch. Yeah. Mitch's death is just Mitch being kidnapped by Borland. So Borland knows exactly that Mitch is a good guy and has him in custody. And he's putting people who are close to him and think he's dead. He's making them think that he's a bad guy? What are you doing? Borland's a jerk. <laughs> like, like it's, Borland is it's, a big old butthead. It's them really, really, really trying to... I mean, same thing with Charles being evil. It's them really trying to sell us on this thing so that the twist is more impactful but then as you're going back you're like what are wait why i don't understand what are you doing man yeah (sighs) why why would you do that borland that's so mean um and so then we get this little bit from borland about justine also being kidnapped or not kidnapped but justine also working with the fbi and then not cooperating and so it's her fault she's dead yeah which what the heck's a jerk again you're the worst so bad big old duty head but yeah he's just mad at mitch for you know communicating with the outside world which kind of fair enough yeah i mean you're in the witness protection program he's like well it feels like i'm in prison or something like that which whatever yeah i get Um, i get that mitch but also yeah but also you're own good, they're good. We're in the bit of a something very and intense. So we find out that Mitch has been going over the files from Arthur Dent's disc. Yes. And also the intercepted transmissions that Aram got and that sort of stuff. And we get, he said, like, what is gobbledygook? Yeah. Excellent use of the word gobbledygook. Yeah. Worth noting. The also, Harry Potter goblin language. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That's canon. It is. Um, but, but it's a weird thing of like... Does the FBI not have better computer people than Mitch? Like, I guess. <laughs> I mean, considering Mitch what Mitch is, is able to do, I guess. Like, I don't know. yeah. And being yeah. able to be omnipresent and just be anywhere. <laughs> yeah, but they also, like, I don't know. The FBI also tracked him down and figured it all out and everything. It's yeah. just weird that he's the guy who's on this case yeah but yeah he he mentions though that it that the stuff that he's been able to decipher just looks like a shopping list yeah grizzly chips birdhouses claremont i can't make heads or tails of it yeah it's fizzy cola triumphant grizzly chips birdhouses and then he mentions and references to claremont and launch date yes and and a launch date which also that seems suspicious yeah, at least launch, launch date, date definitely seems sp- sp- but they kind of suspicious. But also, Triumphant and Claremont are weird. So yeah, so that that list gives us maybe some foreshadowing, um, and also hits on a obvious direct tie between to last episode. Yeah, the stuff that the kids discovered An last actual episode. Shopping list. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then then oh sorry no go for it. 
No, you got this. I don't have... I was going to cut to the next scene. Oh, no. Because before we cut, we have them trashing Dent. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, oh my gosh, I forgot, yeah. He's not exactly lucid, a less reliable source than Mr. Potato Head. Like, dude, the guy's been through some crap. He was literally electrocuted mostly to death. Yeah. They, what? Yeah. Why are they so... Needlessly mean. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, then we're jumping back to Wit and Connie. Mm -hmm. Or no, this isn't Wit and Connie, this is... Calix and Mandy, mm-hmm. Candy, showing up to talk to Wit, but Wit's not there. Off at a meeting about Wit's and Connellsville. He's mm-hmm. meeting with the board, yeah. And so they're just filling in Connie about everything I found out last episode, pretty much with all the shopping lists and stuff. Yep, which is important as we find yes. out later. And then, and then, and then we cut to Tom, Tom and Agnes. Tom is driving Agnes home from Hillingdale, of course. That happened really fast. No, 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 no. It happened two episodes ago. They literally, at the end of Box of Miracles, Wit's going to visit Dent. Tom is leaving Coming with... To... A- Com- yeah, yeah, Tom is there to take Agnes home. Huh. Maybe she had to go for, like, treatment or something back? Like, I don't know. I think I think the timeline's just a little screwy here because we're trying to do so much so quick. Yeah. Um... And we just didn't have time for Tom in the last episode. Yeah. Like, I imagine a lot of this stuff, especially at this point in the series, is not being, like, recorded episode to episode. It's being recorded, like, All at once. we're doing this whole arc, and yeah. we're doing that whole arc. So probably, and then we're just cutting it together mm-hmm. in the most logical way. In post-production, yeah. So, it's probably just they didn't have time for this last episode, but it's a funny thing where, like... <laughs> So, Connie's whole journey to Maine and back, Tom has just been driving Agnes home that <laughs> whole time. It's incredibly far away. It is in the northernmost part of Canada. Yeah. So. He's been driving day and night, and he's been popping Adderall like it's Pez. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah, I just I just like that that idea, but That's so whatever. good. That and, is, oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. And then we get you, this really yeah, adorable It's definitely scene. not like they went back to Hillingdale because this is for yeah. sure Agnes's first time home. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe Tom wasn't able to take her home last time, but probably it was just a weird production thing. That's my guess. Um, and then, yeah, old people adorableness. Yeah, they're so cute. And he's like, I'm going to carry you across the threshold like I did, was it 26 years ago? Which they must not have been married for that long. I didn't take note of how many years. Dang it! I should. It was have. only like twenty something. I think it was twenty. I think it was twenty six. Like, wow, they are both very old. Like they're comfortably yeah. in their seventies. Yeah, but this is a re like um, Agnes, uh, Agnes is, is remarried. remarried. Yes, I don't think Tom is. No, but but they both. I mean, but Timmy died how long ago? Right. That's the thing. Is is Timothy already dead? When Odyssey starts, or does he die in early episodes? No, he's dead when Odyssey starts. Right. I I, I think Maybe. so. And he's like, what, ten or so when he dies? Like he's yeah, he's very young. Yeah. Oh, did they have a kid before they got married? They didn't. No, there's but, no way. But also, yeah. 
Odyssey timeline stuff is always weird. Why wouldn't they just make it a couple more years than 26? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, even, even if they had made it 36 or 46, I'd be like, cool, whatever. That makes sense. My parents had been married for 26 years, and both of them are 50. <laughs> and neither of these people are 50. Today is my parents' 28th wedding anniversary. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> is that why they're not here? Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. Um, all right. And so then... And he yeah. throws out his back. And yeah. he's like, oh, there it went. <laughs> yep. That'll be some physical therapy. Whatever. Yeah, he says uh, nothing, a few, nothing a hot pad and a few weeks of physical therapy can't do. Oh. Yep. Oh, you're um, so adorable. Yeah, they are. They were really and, just... I mean, you can't really get into everything that they say, but there's so much good back and forth. Yeah, she's very energetic and is now talking about... Um, she wants to go on... She's like, let's go on a hike. Or yeah, let's go on a hike, which... So he just threw out his back, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. But there's... There's a... Something about, like, the trail's in, overgrown. Yeah. Then... There's this intentional thing with her where she's being played very, like, childlike. Yeah. Um, presumably just because she has been... Like, has had very little interaction really well yeah has been very yeah just siloed off for years so now she's all excited to live again yeah um, well and and coming back to this place that she kind of built a life for herself and yeah. stuff like yeah very yeah. very special very intimate kind of moment and then it cuts to jason and wit yeah at home yeah so wit shows up at his house not expecting jason to be there jason yeah. says connie was hogging the computer so i'm here um maybe he doesn't expect him to be there because he doesn't live there yeah i mean I, he's presumably staying with wit though yes yeah. um like for sure um and then wit says like the board's selling in the shop and like they pretty much folded <laughs> which what <laughs> it's such a weird casual just blown past moment i guess i like, have my own shop yeah, again like i guess i have my own shop again it's like all right i feel like this is a big deal yeah. This might, I have another place to run, and I couldn't yeah. do the one very well for a while. Yeah. Shoot. Does does he still have Woodsend in Connellsville? Like, current in Odyssey? Does it... I don't think it ever goes away. I don't think it ever does. Yeah. I kind of forgot about that. Yeah. Okay, so from our research, we have found that it is mentioned <laughs> with very sparing... Like, it's mentioned very little... After this series, which it's what? not even mentioned that much in this series. Yeah, and and now we know he has his own place. Like this is one hundred percent his. Yeah, uh, and he apparently paid a good amount of money for it. Yep, um, but he's made of money. Of but he can still fit through, or he can still go to heaven. Yes, yes. Rich man, camel, something there. There's um, something there. There's a, there's a bit there. Somewhere. There's an episode there. Um, <laughs> there's probably several. How much do you make? Not nearly enough. No. Wait, when is that? That is, there is an episode in which they're all caught up on the uh, hard for rich man to get to heaven. And, uh, oh yeah, and, and they call up the encyclopedia company. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, how much do you? Make? How much does Whit make? How much do you make? Not nearly enough. Yeah. Oh man. Oh boy. My Odyssey literacy is too much. Um, I'm impressed. So yeah, so they um, board selling the shop to Wit, right? And Jason's been decoding the disc. Yes. That, um, so he's doing the same work, Mitch is. Yes, exactly. Um, 
but he comes across something about Duncan Mathis. Which is and a new name. Wick Googles it and finds out that um, he's a guy who helped Eugene yeah. uh, with radio research at, in Connellsville, and he pulls up an address, and so Jason's going to go visit. Yeah. And then we're back with Tom and Agnes. Yeah, and so they're back on the trail, um, and they're talking about the tower, and basically Tom catches Agnes up as to, like, why it was put there, and, like, they helped pay for the bills, and they also developed the, uh, like, you know, it's owned by Novacom, and Novacom developed the treatment that helped you so much, and she's like, well, I don't like it, and whatever. Um, Yeah. And he, two, two things I know, one is just that, um, that Novacom's leasing the land, which yes. I don't think we previously we, we were iffy on, yeah, because they were given the option to buy or lease. lease, and they did lease. So that's just something that I personally found interesting that literally no one should care about. Fair enough. Um, and then also, Tom spots the remains of a campfire. Yes, yeah, I was but, say that, yeah. Um, but Agnes says, eh, "Don't, don't bother." He's like, "All oh, them kids again." Yep, and then um. Yeah, and then she's like, no, just stay here and, like, watch the sunset with me, which is really sweet and very, yeah. It's yeah. it's a really good moment, and um, you can really tell that, like, Tom is kind of, like, a more energized person when he's around Agnes again. Like, yeah, yeah it's it's really, I don't know, it's really nice to see him like that, I guess. Um, and then it just kind of cuts back to Jason being at Duncan Mathis's house, right? Yeah, well, so Duncan Mathis is at, is in, like, an apartment uh, yeah. kind of thing. It's like assisted a, living, presumably. Right, yeah, basically. Um, and so uh, Jason's kind of yelling through the door yeah. to him and then mentions his name. And the guy's like, oh, wait, are you related to John, John Whitaker? Yeah. And he's like, yep. And he's like, okay, you can come in. But she also calls him John Whitaker. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's his name. Yeah. Um, and, and so... In just a moment of, like, I guess we have to establish things for the audio drama, but this is so not tactful. Jason opens the door, enters, and immediately apologizes for the fact that Duncan is in a wheelchair. Yeah. He's just like, oh, sorry, I didn't realize you. And it's just, and he's like, we're in a wheelchair. And I'm like, wait, why? Right. Why? What, what did that have any bearing on? Like... Yeah, it's just one of those things you don't call attention to that when you first meet someone. Unless maybe if he, he would have said something that would have been, that would have been, you know, yeah. if he had said something wrong, or if he and made then like a joke found about not out. being able to get the door or something like that, right? And then and then realized it. I could see him being mad, but apropos of nothing, yeah, he just says, "Oh, sorry, didn't." Yeah, and also. And it's just establishing us, the listeners, that this guy is in a wheelchair. Which we could have found out later. Yeah. Which we could have found out later. And, and we do find out later. It's just, I, I'm mad The only thing it. I could see is maybe he, like, does a dramatic double take or something like that and has incredibly poor social skills, which we did kind of establish that he's not great at certain aspects, particularly yeah. flirting. Um, <laughs> and uh, so maybe that was it. And, like, he was apologizing for a reaction that we don't see. Um, but yeah, it's, it's whatever. Ugh. Yeah. Let's call attention to the, to the, uh, wheelchair in the room. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, 
Duncan brings up that he had heard Wit on the radio. Yeah. Um, and then had his sister write them a letter, which Jason said they never received. Yeah. And basically, ba- what Wit was saying about everything, you know, not being tested and being worried, like that we don't know enough about this technology. He's like, he's completely right. And then yeah. this is why. And so something did come from, something good did come from the Crying Brian Dern Show. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, uh, yeah. Nope, it did. Because Wit's always right. <laughs> um, and so, what else? Oh, so he then kind of gets into his thing. So yeah, he his was, relationship. Yeah. He worked on this research with Eugene, the radio waves to brain waves, brain yeah. waves to radio waves. Actually, and then he's basically was their guinea pig, right? Yeah. Um, and they got to a point in the research where he was able to move the cursor without thinking about it. Yeah. Then Eugene ran away for a family emergency. Mm-hmm. Um, AKA so it's, Armitage right, dying. which is Armitage dying. So it's interesting. We're getting a little bit of timeline stuff here that we mm-hmm. were iffy on before. So they have this breakthrough. Eugene leaves. While he's gone, um, the dean is brought into the loop, and then scientists from Chicago, presumably working for Andromeda, yeah, show up um, and, and are trying to do the opposite, so turn radio waves into brain waves rather than brain waves into radio waves. Like they don't care about the handicapped. Yeah, which stinks. Yeah, absolutely. Why couldn't and, they do both? <laughs> mind control and also help handicap right. people. And then Eugene comes back. Finds all this out, yeah. Steals the research, goes completely AWOL, yeah, and mails the package to Jason. And um, now we're here, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Jason is decoding the package, yeah, um, yeah. And so we get we get a lot of uh, like this is a big plot key as far as what this research is about. We've heard yeah. a little bit about the study of like like the title is the study of uh, conversion of uh, brain waves, brain waves. Brain waves to radio waves um, before, but now we know exactly why. Now we know why Eugene was doing it. Now we know what this fits into the whole like Novacom situation. Yep. Um, and ties up a lot. And then the door opens and Monica walks in. Yeah. Because Monica is Duncan's sister. So, so freaking good. Yeah. And then we electronic score cut. Yeah. And then we just come back in on the same scene. Yeah. Yeah, like that's exactly a score, it. There's a score cut for commercial. Yeah. And then it comes back in to on the, the same, same scene. scene. In like a very like cartoon animated yeah. way. Yeah. Where like they dun, do the... Dun. Dun. Right, right. And they cut away and then they come back in doing like a variation of the lines they just said. Yeah. Where it's like kind of a continuation and kind of a recap. You're Connie's... Or you're, you're Duncan's sister? Monica? And... Monica does this inc- is just Melissa Disney is doing an incredible job with the voice yeah, acting. Yeah, she here. does a such she, a good job. She is just sounding so frustrated and very like raw. Yeah, Jason's obviously crazy confused. And yeah, just as to like what's going on? Thrown for a loop, and then Monica takes Jason outside. Yeah, and Duncan has a fantastic line. Where kind of as they're walking out, he hollers, she's just taking you outside because she thinks I'll shoot down all of her arguments, which, which I will. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's just so Well, good. It's, it's a perfect encapsulation of like a sibling relationship. Yeah. Like it just rings so true. You're just leaving as like you can't lose to me. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, which it's, you will. It's really, it's, it's so really good. fun. It is um, good, and it's like, and it's a good balance of like, so we get this genuine like sibling relationship, and then we follow that up by Monica expounding upon a lot of what we've learned before about her. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, it just gives us some very quickly, like a pretty good foundation for what we're about to learn about her. Yeah. And that's that Monica does like Duncan doesn't know that Monica pulled guns on people has worked for uh, Novacom and is doing all this stuff or how much he knows. Right. You know? Yeah. But he doesn't know about any of the illegal stuff. No, I don't think he knows about any of it. Cause he's so anti Novacom. Yeah. Um, and, and then Jason calls him out or calls her out on it. It's like, you know, like this isn't the answer. Like yep. how you can't do this to him. Like he knows that this isn't going to work. Like things yeah. are going to, this isn't actually helping him or this yeah. isn't the way to help him. And he's like, Monica's like, it's my fault that he's paralyzed. Yeah. She just kind of breaks down. Yeah. And says that. And it's and so like, Oh, I'm just, it's so good to have Monica's character fleshed out like this. Yeah. Because she very easily couldn't have. Right. Been, she like, could have, she could have been, been like Charles and just been a straight up villain, but they add a level of depth here that I genuinely appreciate. Well, and the transition of setting is really good. Cause you can totally imagine like you have this, the small house or whatever. And then they're like, now they're in the front porch or whatever, like the front yard. Ah, uh, see, I picture like a room and they're, they're now in the hallway. Uh, either way. Okay. I, cause it may, maybe I heard a door or something like that. For some reason I thought they were outside. Um, I, I mean, I think the the door could be between the room and the hallway. That would also like, make sense. Like, I'm not, I'm thinking that he has like a, like an apartment basically yeah, yeah. and they're now outside of it. Not okay. that this is like a house and they're on the porch, but it doesn't yeah. really matter what's in our minds. But it's very good in that like it creates a, I mean, the fact that you and I both imagined completely different things, but we both got the same idea of this immersive, like very relatable situation where it's like, I just... Yeah. We need to go someplace private to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Monica's, uh, it's Duncan's fault. I'm sorry, it's Monica's fault that Duncan's paralyzed. You kind of blow past it was a diving accident. Yeah. Man. In a pool? In a, a deep sea diving? I don't know. High dive? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Is but this he is, I mean, he's, like he's suddenly poking at the no diving signs on pools that nobody follows? I don't know. He is a quadriplegic. We didn't hit on that, but yeah. they, they, they mention it when they're talking about the research. Because the whole reason he was able to, uh, that he was willing to agree to be experimented on is he was like, well. I want to get my life back. Right. Well, what, like, what do I have to lose, basically? Yeah. Something like, um, yeah, he hasn't fed himself in yeah. X amount of years. Yeah. And then. Yeah, and then Jason kind of counters that by saying, like, that you can't, like, that doesn't justify, like, working for Novacom. Like, Novacom is not what you want them to be. Like, go to Charles, ask him about what this box really yeah. is. Like, yeah, she's just, she's so desperate to make things that, right that she's willing to do pretty much anything. That she's willing to do pretty much anything, and that she has blinders on and is kind of willfully ignorant of the bad aspects of what's going on yeah yeah and sees i mean just you know means justifying just justifying the end uh, it's ends justifying the means buddy means is that the phrase the ends justify the means no it means. is the means justify the, wait i think it goes both ways the ends justify 
the ends just... No, it is the ends justify the means. The means yeah. do not justify the ends. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. That, I said it backwards. That makes more sense. All right. Um, We're doing great. We got yep. this. And then we cut back... Or we cut away to Wit dropping by the Rileys. Yeah. Um, he's been on the phone with Jason, gotten that information, information and is now kind of there to talk about Agnes. And We didn't mention... Duncan tells us that the the, the effects right. of the box don't last. And in fact, make things worse. Than what they were before. So they get better, and then they get much worse than they were before. Which, yeah. of course, they do. Thanks, folks, on the family. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is. I. Yeah. It's some of the... But I guess it makes sense in that, like... Well, one, the alternative is mind control, which I figured was the way things were going but yeah. doesn't appear to be kind of, kind of is, kind of isn't. Well, so it seems... So the technology that of the medical Nova box is that they are replacing yeah. brain waves that aren't working with radio waves. Yes. Whereas the research Duncan was doing was being able to control things with... With your mind. With your mind. Using brain waves to radio waves. Right. And he talks about... Jason's kind of like, why aren't you using this now? And he said, that's when he says, because the effects don't last. But that sounds like that would be true even of their original research, mm-hmm. separate from all this crazy stuff that Novacom's doing with it. Yeah. Okay, so then Wit call, or Wit's at Tom's trying to pass on this information like, see, I was right, but that's not really how he approaches it. Wit's actually pretty good in this. I, Ish. He's better I, than he was. Better than the last episode where he's making decisions for Tom. However, he's not at all delicate. He doesn't seem sympathetic to the no. fact that Tom, that this is such a big deal for Tom. Yeah, I don't know he, if I'm mad at Wit or if I'm mad at Focus on the Family for making Tom the bad guy here. They just, they don't, Wit doesn't show any sympathy to be like. Listen, like, I understand. Like, I realize this is good. Like this is, this is a big deal, and this is important to you. But like, we need to assess things. He's basically just like ignores all of the good, and is just like, look, this is gonna be bad. And he, yeah, we don't get an idea that he's happy for him, but it's right. just the you can't do this. Yeah, yeah. And so it's, I mean, it's a rough point it's in a their rough, friendship. Yeah, it's like a, it's, it's, a rough, it's a genuinely like heartbreaking scene because it's. Yeah. Tom being like, like, no, like, I'm not listening to you, Wit. And, yeah, I think if Wit had eased into this, if he hadn't come down so hard I would say all the Witt... time about this stuff, like, maybe maybe he would have been able to, yeah, to kind of get through to Tom here. But he's just not doing it in a good way. Yeah, I, I think that Wit, and he, and he kind of realizes that he's not making any progress, like, after Tom's like, like, I have my Agnes back. Like, you can't take that away from me. Like, you have no idea how long I wanted this, and I never had it. Yeah. Um, and so, like, and Wit's just kind of like, okay, well, whatever. I'll, I'll leave, you know. Like, I understand. Um, and just Lenny, you know, he leaves. Uh, and it's really, really rough to hear because you don't want to root against like i don't want think tom is right to feel the way that he does and then he says the line about like well what does jason know about this and then it's just kind of like 
they do write his dialogue to he's putting on the same blinders as as monica in the idea that he's kind of overlooking how they're getting this result and wit's the only one that's questioning why but the you know then we have the problem is wit's questioning is not reflective of what i want it to be yeah Um, yeah it's it's tough it is frustrating that's for sure and yeah it's it's not just like my frustration at these characters but it's like i get where both of them are at Mm -hmm. and they're also such good friends for so long that it's just hard yeah it is really hard because wit and i would say that like i would be quick to be angry at wit but he does just kind of like back off and leave yeah. He's not right to do necessary or to say it how he did, but he does kind of realize that it's a lost cause and I think he de- definitely does care about him. And Tom even says that. He's like like I don't doubt that you have good intentions, but you can't take this away from me. Like I haven't had this before and I like I need this. You know. Yeah. Um there's kind of a desperation from Tom. Uh and then it cuts back to, to Connie and a comedy scene. Yeah. It's, it's a weird cut, but Nick's there, so of course it's a comedy scene. Yeah. It's also crazy that he's here just for, like, our, like in this episode, just for, like, a cameo appearance. Pretty much. He just walks in on Connie, and right, Connie's like, he's such a ah, don't come in! She, she freaks out. Um, he, Connie, uh, what are you looking at on the wits and computers? Yeah, and, uh, and she's trying to email Mitch, but it's not going through. Yeah. Um, she's getting, like, message rejected. Then she gets an yeah. IM with the sound, so and and so um, so that comes through, and and Mitch is like, oh, it looks like you got an instant message, Nick. Um, you said Mitch. Oh, so Nick's <laughs> like, oh, it looks like you got an instant message, which is so now we're instant messaging, of course. Um, <laughs> that's what it but, is. Skype but instant then, message dragon speak shenanigans. Yeah, and and it's from Sparky the Happy, Happy giraffe, giraffe, which is hilarious. And merch. Nick's like, hey, you know, Wit doesn't want us to do yeah. like do that sort of thing on these computers. Like, let me just delete the message, yeah. whatever. And Kelly's like, oh, how bad could it be? He's we'll a happy what, giraffe. I'm just gonna see what he wants. Yeah, he's a giraffe. He's happy. His name is Sparky. <laughs> <laughs> and all so right. Mitch is just kind of like, oh, or, or, uh, Nick is just kind of like, oh, weird, and walks out. <laughs> what? So at least he didn't call him Jay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not you. Um, exactly. <laughs> I have a note that just says new name, same sound. Exactly. <laughs> really mixing things up. Because yep. then, so basically, she then talks to. But you yeah, find he, out it's Mitch that is Sparky yeah. the Happy Dragon. Yeah, he's he like, took I, my advice from the last episode where I was like, why are you using the Arab screen name? Yeah, he's used the but, same. He switches up a screen yeah. name. Doesn't change his sound, though, because how could you do that? Right. Unless it's just like a notification thing that's default and you can't right. switch it. But, who knows? Who cares? Um, except that previously, Connie recognized it as specifically Arab. An Arab sound, yeah. Yeah. But, anyways. Um, Unless they only ever instant message one person and that person is Aram. True. And then Connie uh, fills in Mitch about the stuff the kids were ta- telling her about earlier. Which um, is the research that they had last episode. Yeah. And then we cut to another heartbreaking scene. Yeah. Wherein Oof. Agnes has set a spot for Timmy at, at the dinner table. And it... Tom's kind of like, uh, kind of 
pushes her on it, and then she's like, oh, of course not. Well, no, it's so... It's, the, the worst yeah. thing is, so he comes in, they're setting the table, or she tells him what she's made, and he's like, there's an extra plate here, and then oh, she's yeah, like, she, it's, Timmy it will also, be starving. The food is great. What did, yeah, do you have it written down? It's fried chicken, mashed potatoes, cream corn, gravy. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. And cream corn. I'm pretty sure that's the end. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. And then she's like, "Well, why? Like, why'd you set the extra plate?" And she's like, "Well, Timmy will be starving when he comes home from softball practice." Yeah. Which I didn't play baseball, but whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, just deflated. Yeah. Completely and, and Tom, deflated. And Tom's kind of like questioning about it. And then Agnes is like, oh, right. Like, I realize he's not coming yeah, home. No, I know. And the way that she says it is somebody that's like, I know right. Timmy is dead. Right. And kind of like in the same way that like if you were talking about somebody that you like. The thing that I can relate it to the most easily is, like, if I'm talking to my therapist and I'm like, I know that this is true, but I don't feel it at all right. times, and so therefore this happens. Yes. And so you kind of get that idea from her where it's like, I know in my head, but my reality was saying that Timmy was coming home. Yep. And it's just like, oh. And then oh, and then she just says, I don't want to go back. Yeah, and then Tom, she's just crying. I don't, don't want to go, go back. back. And oh. that's what we end on. And then we get freaking Chris's wrap up about <laughs> not trusting people. Don't her, put your hope in the favorite, wrong place. Her favorite theme. Yeah, don't trust people. Don't do that. Yeah. You should have trusted God because there's no way that you could have technology that could actually help your sickly wife without it being some strings attached. Oh my gosh. <sighs> Oh yeah. my gosh. Ay, ay, ay. And it's all yeah. about just like putting false hope. It's about putting hope in false gods and like false gospels. They're like, oh, oh no. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like it's one of those like, well, we're just trying to put a moral on the end of it. It's like, this is what we want you to take <laughs> away from the series. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's just, yeah, it's a heartbreaking note to end on. And it's played in a way that I think is good. That's not like this real sharp turn like we had with Dent. Yeah. Um, And it also doesn't feel like it's really vindicating wit. Yeah. In the same way that it could. Yeah. Um, Because it's just played as such this like tender moment. Yeah, it is played as a tender moment. And and Tom says it in the way that like he says like, oh, it's just a relapse. That's all. And uh, like, which is definitely yeah. a good way of kind of covering it up um and like yeah making it i guess less intense and kind of masking the fact that what Wit is saying is kind of beginning to come true and she is deteriorating and that is <sighs> depressing as heck yeah yeah I, it's uh, i'm gonna go home and cry for a while now it's a sad note to end on it really is but yeah we're at overall the, thoughts from the episode dylan uh, i i i like the connie mitch stuff i like the tom agnes stuff i like the stuff with duncan and monica like it's it's a lot of really strong story points yeah well this is really like i mean i don't know what you'd call the official climax of this series like episode wise but it's probably uh, it's not this but it's before it like this is 
the pinnacle uh, of the like the literary building action yeah yeah we, we're coming to the climax um but yeah i yeah i don't have strong thoughts no. deep analysis anything it's a it's a plot episode but it's it's a plot episode that also has a strong emotional base which yeah. i thoroughly appreciate yeah and we get really good character fleshing out from agnes and monica and we get um duncan mathis who's also really cool and all these separate plot lines are finally converging into one thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, literally just even our recap of this episode, we have touched on everything that has been discussed. Yeah, basically. Much. Yep. S- except for Aubrey. Right, except driving. for Aubrey and Bernard. Yeah. But yeah, basically everything else is being hit on. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. That's uh, that's, that's the episode. Gonna, I don't have anything to promote. You're, you? you're you're plug free. Yeah. So no, I'm plugged in. Uh, yeah. So I do not have anything to plug. All right, and we'll see you next time with uh, expect the worst. Bye, guys. Bye. Wadfam Chalkpod is a presentation of the Lititz Podcast Co-op. This show is a fan podcast and has no official affiliation with Adventures in Odyssey or Focus on the Family. As such, the copyright is ours under Creative Commons. Follow the podcast at WadFamChalkPod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at WadFamChalkPod at gmail.com. Episode 25, Exceptional Circumstances, was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Sabo, and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, hoping you'll join us next time for more of the WadFamChalkPod.